Acting with Asha is sponsored by Actorpreneur Book, now available in paperback or ebook at Amazon, Waterstones, and Samuel French at the Royal Court Theatre. Howdy! Welcome back to another episode of Acting with Asha. I am your host, Jade Asher, actress, writer, and voiceover artist and filmmaker. A little bit of everything. No one wants the whole list, but you get the idea. Next up on the Ghosted series, we have an actor. You know what? I tell you what, before I introduce him, I just want to say that I don't really ever know where we're going to go in these discussions. The whole, um, you know, the point of when I do interviews is I really like to just obviously make my guests relax but also just really let them take me on a journey and anything that I find interesting pull out and that just keeps it really natural you know just like a fly on the wall kind of conversation and um, it's always really nice when you get an actor that just really opens up and gives you everything and this is what the next guest does he's an absolute gentleman he's a sweetheart always a pleasure to have on set and just like the coolest, coolest, nicest, most good looking guy as well. It is Sebastian Wilson Larman. It's not going to be the last you hear of this guy, I swear. Welcome to Acting with Asha. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much for having me on. Of course. So I'm going to go straight in mm-hmm. and ask you, where were you born? Where mm-hmm. did you grow up? So I was born actually at home in Hertfordshire and the house was called The Holt uh, in the middle of nowhere. Literally in the middle of a field, um, just kind of probably eight miles from Luton Airport. If like anyone's wondering where Hertfordshire is, it's right next to Luton Airport. <laughs> so, and your parents, tell me about them. Were they, did you have a performer in your family? Um, so yeah, my my dad went to drama school. My dad went to drama centre. He went to drama oh. centre. Um, so my dad uh, used to be a director. Um, way before I was born and my mum has always been quite artistic and like musician kind of thing so it's kind of always been in the blood but it wasn't something that I started off doing um I started off like my mum and dad first of all my mum and dad were never together um I was just kind of in some ways I was an accident um but I guess I was the best thing that came into my dad's life obviously my mum's but yeah it's 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 interesting cuz my my dad pushed me on sports so like rugby cricket everything like that that's kind of like the direction i went in and i had an older brother who was just into sports so i kind of was like oh it's my older brother i'll do exactly what he does kind of thing cuz i kind of looked up to him mm. as you do he was 7 years older than me so he always just looked like a giant to me um so yeah that's kind of like it's kind of a little bit about my parents, um, and yeah. Was there any inkling when you were younger that you would become an act- actor? Um, I'm not 100% sure. May- maybe. I think when I was young, like we're talking like seven, between seven and nine, I did a performance at primary school and I sung with a friend of mine and we both played the guitar. Um, from all, all I remember, it was probably the worst thing that's ever happened in history. But I remember loving it and enjoying it and then just the normal things. But but I couldn't read until I was 11. Um, heavily dyslexic. Schools weren't really very... They didn't really help me at all. Um, so 
when the drama kind of came into things when I ended up in uh, secondary school, because with secondary school, like, my dad was even like, don't do English literature. Like, it's a lot harder. Um, it's more paperwork, everything like that. But he was like, go into drama and do art. And there were kind of things that I enjoyed doing. I was always, I always liked drawing. So the kind of artistic world was always there with me. Like, like draw, drawing fashion when I was a kid or just drawing different things. I got into oil painting when I was really young. Um, so I think it was always there, but it didn't, it doesn't feel like it was mm. to how I am now because sports was something I played rugby every weekend from the age of four all the way to like 15, 16 and then cricket in the summer, karate, just sports, sports, sports. So when I think of my childhood, I don't think of acting. I think of sports. But then when I really think about it, when I was like watching TV, I'd be drawing or doodling or I would be, my imagination would go off on one and I would like be performing or making funny voices or doing like just strange things, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Have your parents always been supportive of what you do? Um, My dad, 100%. Like my dad, no matter what I put my mind to, my dad's always been like, you can do it. My mum has as well, um, absolutely, but probably a slight more hesitation with my mum. Um, kind of like, just, I don't, I'm not really sure. Like, I just feel like the, like my, my, my dad always kind of gave me the idea of if you can think it, you can do it. Mm. Um, and I mean, my dad, you know, he, he was born in Leeds. He's heavily working class. My mum was born in like Cockfosters, North London area, both very working class um, in the way that whatever you want to do, if you just like, if you truly believe it in your heart, just never stop doing it, if that makes sense. Like that's kind of like the attitude I always got from my dad. Um, yeah. When you left school, what did you do? Did you go into acting? Um, so when I left secondary school, it's quite, so it's, it's quite funny actually. So basically, um, secondary school, I was what you would class as a naughty kid. I was the type of kid that probably was going to fail in life. That's what teachers said. Mm. Um, I had a teacher, well, I'll always remember, um, he said to me, um, you won't get into sixth form and by the age of 25 you'll be in prison. And I said to him, okay. So I was already going to get an A star in art. Um, drama, I wasn't 100% sure because there was pra there was written in drama as well. And written work I always just found a lot more difficult. Um, but I ended up getting five GCSEs, which meant that I could go into sixth form mm. without them saying no. And I remember walking into sixth form and being like, hi, you're right. <laughs> and him being like, oh, you made it. And I lasted, like, lasted. I stayed at school for then one more year and then realised, why am I here? I hate this. Mm. Uh, and I ended up going to Oakland's college and doing a musical theatre uh, BTEC course. Oh. And that's kind of all at the same time. I had my first professional credit as well on stage. It all happened. What was that? Um, so my first professional credit was at Watford Palace Theatre with the Watford Youth Theatre. And it was a play called Dogs Hamlet Coots Macbeth. And I played... Um, easy, a character called Easy, and I was 17, and I had to learn a different language for part of it. 
Um, what language? It's called Dogs. Oh. Um, it's a very, it's a, it's a really interesting play. Um, it's difficult, but it's, it's difficult in the way that like everybody has to learn a different language. Um, and yeah, like, I, I don't know. It just kind of instantly at that point, I was like, okay, I think I know what I want to do. So where did you go next? What did you do next? So I ended up getting in two other plays with Watford Palace Theatre, like back to back. Um, I was still at Oakland's college as well. And then I ended up in an episode of My Mad Fat Diary, um, which then when it was released, my scene was deleted. So I was like, oh, okay. One of them. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. Um, Great. Um, But I got to meet Jodie Comer at the time. Um, Literally sat there and we were like next to each other for basically the whole day doing this smoking fight scene. Um, And that was, and I had no idea who she was. No idea. She wasn't really famous at the time. I just enjoyed hanging out. And then she, where she is right now, which is incredible. um, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Um, and then I ended up auditioning for drama schools, uh, pretty much so just from that, really. Um, looked at agents when I was young, but I just got turned down because I looked older than my actual age at mm. the time. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I remember meeting a, an agent. I can't remember his name or the agency. But I remember him, when he met me in this cafe in London, he said to me, hmm, you look a lot older than your actual photos. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it was like my first inkling with an agent at 18 and I was like this is weird <sighs> so. they can be lovely can't they like yeah. why have you got to talk to people like that yeah so but you know um, it, it, it's history you know it, it's kind of it, it's my past and I look at it and I'm like okay this is cool like this is my past this is my story and you know it's kind of all led to where I am what did no. you do next how did your progression into the industry happen or? so truthfully um I went, so I got into, so I auditioned for a few drama schools, but the drama school I got into was um, St. Mary's University or Drama St. Mary's. Um, and truthfully, I I wasn't really happy that I got in there. I kind of went there because I was 20. I felt quite lost. I was with a girlfriend at the time that I kind of was like, cared more about than my actual life and my career. Um, I was also a drug addict at the time as well. Um, so life itself, I was just basically running down a hole to hell. That's what I used to call it. And I lasted drama school for a year and I left because when I was at drama school, I snapped my knee and how playing football. Oh yeah. I slapped my ACL and which was lovely um great experience would love to do that again not and uh, <laughs> and um and my girlfriend at the time we we broke up and i just fell into a spiral i ended up hating the industry i ended up actually despising the industry everything about it i didn't like and i left and i ended up going into business I ended up working in fashion I ended up working in sales i was a bar manager just tons of jobs going in and out extremely just kind of self-sabotage doing drugs as well um and yeah and it was yeah can you remember a point because obviously you've turned things around now Mm. was there a particular point where you said i can't carry on like this anymore yeah so 
earlier on I said about a teacher that said I'd be in prison. So when I was 25 years old, no, tw- sorry, uh, 24, I was arrested and I was arrested on the charge of intense supply. Um, I was a heavy, heavy drug de- user at the time, so much so that I had to kind of do my own supply because I was just, it was just that bad. Um, around the time, I tried to also commit suicide more than once. Um, and I was arrested on Friday the 13th at 10.30 at night outside Jamaican Inn in Cornwall. And at that moment, I knew I need to change my life around. It wasn't until five months later where I stood in front of a judge. I pleaded guilty because I was guilty. And I looked at my dad and I just felt this huge disappointment in myself. The fact that I've let him down. This is a man that's given up his life for me. And at that moment, I said, I need to turn turn my life around. And um, I've now been sober six and a half years. And I decided I if I, I decided I wanted to go back into the acting industry because I felt like so there was a pull and I just fell in love with it. And I and my dad said to me, he said, if you're going to go back into it, you need to dive like you're a whale into it and don't come back up. And I went, OK. And I understand why he meant that, because. Yes, you could call it struggle. I don't call it struggle. I call it learning. Every no is a learning every process that happens is a learning like my 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 journey back into the acting industry was very easy uh, it, it i have to be honest it was it was easy i met this um wonderful girl at the time and she was at a drama school and the drama school had an agency and i auditioned for the agency they took me on my first three auditions i bagged work i looked at that as the universe going this is for you then the universe tested me you're not going to have an audition for two years and you're going to have three agents that you do not like. And it's going to be, it's going to be a bumpy sea kind of thing, like a rough sea kind of idea. And it was, and it happened. I had this agent, I had three auditions, bagged work, and then I didn't have an audition for two years, but I stayed with it because it was just, it's just a learning process. And I think I looked at that as the universe going, Look, if you really want it, you've got to deal with the the difficulties that come with it. You've got to really, truly want it and believe it um, to. I don't believe anyone deserves anything. But at the same time, if you believe that the universe is saying you deserve you deserve this because of the hard work you've put in. Um, it's also the kind of thing of never giving up as well. Seb, I just want to say thank you so much for being so open and honest. Okay. I literally just want to give you a hug because that's just amazing. Thank you for sharing all that okay. with us. Um, but also, I just think that's going to resonate with so many people because not many people like to really talk about their, you know, the reality of it yeah. is hard and a struggle. But the way that you've just said that, you know, you kind of like tested with these three different agents that didn't work for you and you yeah. got through it. I think, you know, people are going to find that really valuable. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um but I want to talk about actually how we met as well. Yeah. And then go on to um, actually a lot of law of attraction yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. which is actually how we bonded. So how we actually met was mm. um, I did an episode before on Clubhouse and, yeah. and what it's all about. So you kind of, it's bizarre. It's an app where you go into a room and you essentially have phone calls with people mm. 
around the world. Yeah. It's insane. And I think I'd started up this room called The Law of Attraction just yeah. because it's something I'm really into. And, you know, I guess if you're scrolling through Clubhouse, you can go, yeah. oh, that room, let me jump in there. And that's how we met. Mm-hmm. You just jumped in my room and we started having this phone call and you started bringing all this stuff. I th- don't think there was many people in the room. Maybe like five or six people. Yeah, it varied. I think it went up and down. Yeah, because like, it's like a bit of a, you're yeah. into it or you're not. Yeah. And then the stuff that you were saying was just so amazing. I was like, wait, hang on, this guy knows way more than me. So can you please hop up to the stage? And I just remember that. And then months later when we were casting Ghosted, mm-hmm. which is obviously you play... Um, Johnny, Johnny yeah. in Ghosted, <laughs> which we'll talk more about later. Um, and that's, I was scrolling through Instagram going, I met loads of actors. Wait, who do I know? And I was like, oh, saw your picture. And I was like, you'd be perfect mm. for Ghosted. Yeah. So then we got you into audition. You came in and met us and you just like smashed the role. Smash <laughs> the audition. Um, so yeah, that's how we met. But yeah, can you tell me more about your law of attraction? Yeah, so... So I feel like I've always kind of understood law of attraction in some way or another. My my dad, I've been like, my dad's always been into meditation. So to give you a little bit of a background with my dad, for an example, and why is my dad lost his sister when he was 14. And he went into uh, living a life of, of um, kind of meditation and believing that, you know, um, through the power of the universe, um, through the power of whatever you want to call it, God, Allah, Buddha, universe, um, in my opinion, it's all energy. It's all positive, beautiful energy. And I feel like I kind of had that. Also, my brother um, and my mum, my mum is a doctor. My mum's had uh, a very also extremely challenging upbringing. Um, And I just saw all these things um, when I was younger that kind of is like, oh, anything's possible. You know, like my, my mum lived in more than one country when I was born. Um, she be- she became a doctor. Um, she got a PhD and uh, and now she owns her own paint and decorating business. Like, and my, my dad became a teacher to look after me. So he gave up his whole career to focus on me. My brother um, is, a, is a chef and owns multiple businesses and he's worked his absolute butt off to have that but i also believe like seeing that helped naturally so i'm i'm so grateful that i was able to see those things when i was younger there was also things that i saw which affected me and that's why i went to drugs but when i i read the secret the book the secret which is all to do with uh, the law of attraction i read that around the time i was becoming sober um and i fully went cold turkey and it was an interesting six months let's put it that way um and i read it and i actually didn't read the whole thing i kind of read half of it and was like i don't get it it doesn't make sense but there's one paragraph that i will always remember from it and it said start small a lot of people look at the law of attraction they go oh yeah well you know of course it's possible your life this your life this and I get it. I understand that. Like the world is is a beautiful place, but also an ugly place. And you know, things can really affect your subconscious all the time. And I get it. But you, the smaller you start, the easier it is for you to lean into the law of attraction, and for it to become one hundred percent real in your life. 
I started with a parking space mm. because that's what they started with in The Secret, a parking space. And now for the past four and a half years, every single car park I go into, there is a parking space. That might sound ridiculous. Some people might not believe me, but come with me in a car and you'll notice it. <laughs> it's weird, but it's where I started. Yeah. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning about it. I'm currently reading... Um, uh, uh, well, I've just com completely forgot forgotten it, but Manifestation, Seven Steps to a Better Life, written by Roxy, correct, I'm sorry if you hear this, but Neurophy, I've got it with me. I'll let you read her surname, <laughs> but um, it's beautiful. Um, and there's other books that are fantastic that link with it, um, but it's also a process. A lot of people go, okay, Law of Attraction, well, I want a Ferrari. Great. Why don't you manifest just being happy? Mm. think of the most important things love happiness guidance learning you know healing from demons my first was my true first was healing from addiction and healing from internal demons from when i was a kid and i that's what i focused on and i focused on little things um and then bigger things turned up like i wanted to get back into the acting industry and i remember all i wrote down was i want to get back in and I ended up meeting my ex at the time and she was at drama school and I, sh you know, I told her what I'd done in the past and she was like, okay, I'll help you. And that was the universe going, here's someone who's going to help. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's so many avenues with it and I could talk about so many different things too with my experience with it. But I think if anyone came to me and said, how do I start with it? I would say, let's start small. Start as small as possible because then it's easier for you to manipulate your subconscious into believing anything's possible. Um, because it's all about your conscious getting into your subconscious because your subconscious affects pretty much so 97% of your frequency. Your conscious is just your day-to-day -day kind of like, oh, right, apples, lovely. Mm. But your subconscious is the one that you'll walk past, you look in the mirror and it suddenly goes, I hate you. For no reason. And you're like, what the hell? What, what's that about? Just tiny little things like that. Um, I'm kind of flipping everything. Every negative, you know, a lot of, like when, when you hear people talk about winning and losing, there's no such thing as losing. Learning. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's W and L's. And people go, oh, I took an L. Oh, so you took learning. So you won. That's how I look <laughs> at it. And I've always believed that I'm a winner. Always. When every single thing that I do, I'm a winner. And some people might go, oh, there's arrogance to that. Well, no, it's not. It's not arrogant at all. You have to believe in yourself to be able to do anything. If you don't believe, I, I didn't believe that I could ever read. And I ended up reading because I decided I want to prove people wrong. You know, um... And I still don't like reading, but I do it. <laughs> but I do it because it's a good thing. Can you tell me, because you said earlier you manifested something? Or... Yeah. Okay, so... Can you tell me that, yeah. So every year I try and write something down. So before we met on Clubhouse, I wrote down in a book um, that I've got at home and I put 2020, what I want to be in. Um, I don't write like, I want to be the star in a disney film i don't write anything like that um even though i think it's completely possible i write down 
things that can easily go into my subconscious that make it easy to believe. Because also, for ev- for everyone, I'm also I'm still learning. Mm. I'm still learning about this. I'm nowhere near perfect about this. I've got I read books about it. I listen to mentors about it because it takes time. And I still have an addictive personality that I have to control. And I'll have that for the rest of my life. But I also love that because if I put it into the right thing, I put a lot of like passion into it. So I wrote down that I wanted to be in um, five things. So I was like, okay, I want to get five acting jobs in 2020. Don't care about the lockdown. I'm going to still do it. Like, I know how I'm going to still do it. So how am I going to do that? Okay, well, I need to make sure my vibration is linked. I wrote down I wanted to be in a feature film. I wrote down that I wanted to be in a short film. I wrote down that I wanted to be in an advert and other things. Um, And when we ended up meeting on Clubhouse, we ended up talking about manifestation and everything like that. And to be honest, when I went in the room, I was like, oh, okay, um, should I talk about this? I didn't know how much you knew. And and sometimes I get nervous about talking about it. And I guess it's like that thing called um, uh, uh, phantom syndrome. Is that what it's called? Um, oh, um, imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. I've totally been trying to remember that word. Imposter syndrome, <laughs> yeah. where, where suddenly um, my subconscious is saying, no, you don't, you, you don't know enough about this to talk about it. Yeah. But then I thought, do you know what? Why not? You know, clearly I've ended up on... Some people would go, oh, you just ended up on a coincidence. No, 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 nothing's a coincidence. I ended Mm. up on there because I ended up on there and then we started talking about manifestation, everything like that. And I just wanted... If I could help one person, complete. You know, and I think that's... I looked at it as that. Okay, well, let's see if I can learn something. But most importantly, let's see if I can help someone. And as well, like vice versa. And... And then a few months down the line, you get hold of me and you say, would you like to audition for my film? <laughs> and I'd, I'd written down that I wanted to be in a feature film. I also ended up getting two credits with ITV that year. Um, I get I ended up getting three jobs. I wrote down five, but those three jobs were bigger than the five that I wrote down. Wow. So some people be like, oh, I didn't get the five. That doesn't matter. Yeah. You got three out of the five, that's more than 50%. It's great. And what else did you do? Like, I ended up getting to know casting directors, networking and everything like that. Like, making sure the vibration is in the right direction. It's like, aim for the moon and you'll fall amongst the stars. Exactly. Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Or even, you know, you ended up bigger. Um, tell me about your experience on Ghosted and playing Johnny. Oh, well, I mean, it was it was pretty, it was pretty amazing, I can't lie. It, it being my first, like, actual... My first proper feature film where I'm featured and have a script and I got a character to jump into, it was amazing. Um, funnily enough as well, when I had the audition and I did the self-tape and you asked me back for the audition, I was like, okay, great, fantastic, lovely. I didn't think I got it. Oh, really? No, I, so I went on holiday and I went surfing. Um, there's this beautiful beach in Cornwall called Polzef and I have surfed there ever since I was a kid. And I just... Part of the uh, manifestation is this also letting go. Mm. You have to let go. And I just disappeared into my surfing world. And when I came out of the sea, I looked at my phone and I had the email from you saying, you've got, we want to offer you the role. Yay. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go surf more. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was amazing. And then working, working on set, meeting everybody, like the cast that I got to meet was amazing. It was just everything about it. Like just... The buzz of set, 
being with everyone the stress of set which i find exciting as well being taking on johnny which in some ways i actually felt like i had some links to johnny um which i brought some of my past into johnny because i thought you know i have links to the character i felt sorry for him and i wanted to bring something for the i won't say too much but i'll, I'll for the audience to kind of go okay okay so Johnny Johnny yeah. is a um, Mercy so our protagonist Mercy her ex-boyfriend they break up and you know we have some interesting scenes together yeah. um but no you played it so beautifully and it was Thank a pleasure you. to have you in the Thank film you. and I can't wait for you to see it I've seen it but yeah, yeah. it's going to be very magical I'm incredibly <laughs> excited I I yeah I'm I'm hugely excited hugely 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 excited. I can't I yeah, I can't actually express it. I'm also incredibly grateful for the fact that you wrote this script, the fact that you wrote all of this and everything came together. And, you know, just thank you again for picking me and, you know, and everything like that. It was just an amazing experience. Um, yeah, I've wanted to say that as well. Aww. So, you no, know. It's amazing. No, thank you. We're just so lucky that we just had so many, like, talented people, especially mm. like yourself. We watch you back on the screen. I'm like... Oh, in a few years' time, <laughs> we would not be able to get this guy. But yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And lastly, before we wrap up, what have you got coming up next? What have I got coming up next? Um, well, one of the things I can't talk about because I'm just not allowed to. Yeah. Um, but what's coming up next is just carrying on with where I started off six years ago. I'm still learning and I'm still developing and i'm open to be wrong all the time so i can then learn um so hopefully some more big projects i've got a wonderful agent who's pushing me for lots and lots and lots of things i've met you so who knows we might work <laughs> again together which oh, hopefully yeah. we do um yeah i don't know i just feel like this year is going to be incredibly positive and it's just going in the right direction and Never say never, I guess. I don't know. Like, it, it just, it's, yeah. There's lots of things that I know are on the horizon, but they're not here yet, but they will be, if that makes sense. Amazing. And lastly, in two sentences, advice for any actors listening there. Um, any Okay, that's a really good question. I just wanted to think about that for a quick second. Um... Don't be too harsh on yourself. Perfect. Thank you very much, okay. Seb. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Acting with Asher. If you like what you heard, give us a follow and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Acting with Asher. Until next time, bye.
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Acting with Asha. If you like what you heard, give us a follow and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Acting with Asha. Until next time, bye.